0: Welcome to That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann. That Weekend Feeling is brought to you by The Weekend Post and the Daily Dispatch Weekend Edition. For more details, go to heraldlive.co.za and dispatchlive.co.za. The environmental theme continues on That Weekend Feeling today. Dr. Andrew Muir. CEO of Wilderness Foundation Africa and the immediate past president of Nelson Mandela Bay Business Chamber joins us. He's also a regular contributor to the Herald newspaper. Now, Andrew, you recently wrote a piece arguing that the coastland off Alexandria should be given UNESCO heritage status. You include some very compelling arguments. Would you care to share some of those with our listeners? Good morning.
1: Good morning. Uh, nice to be on your, your show. Darren, yes, I think that, um, you know, uh, we have such rich biodiversity um, in the Eastern Cape. Um, We are, in fact, one of the most biodiverse regions in the world. Um, And Nelson Mandela Bay is, in part, at the epicenter of that. In our um, city alone, uh, there are five biomes which converge here Um, and our our oceans are indeed uh, equally incredibly biodiverse and we are already a global um, hope spot uh, for Algoa Bay as a um, whole. But when you put that all together and you put both the coastal and the ocean side uh, and you look at the cumulative Heritage impact um, that this area has. It is of global importance because uh, we have um, some of the most important vegetated uh, dune systems um, in the world. Uh, the Alexander um, uh, dune field is the second largest um, uh, dune, sort of coastal dune field, um, it's uh, 14,000 hectares plus minus of unvegetated dunes up to 150 meters in height. Um, and then you've got, uh, and, and, and there's been a, a call uh, for the, a- the Alexander dune fields to be a World Heritage Site. And it's in fact been on a tentative list from South Africa uh, for, uh, for the last 12 years or so. Um, but I think what is exciting us is that when you add the ocean uh, and the cultural, the heritage side, those two elements together with the dune fields, you then really have the opportunity for a, uh, a spectacular global um, world heritage of of. Significant importance. And just to mention a few things there, Darren, um, you've got the uh, both the Squire Corps and the Sundays estuaries, which are of national importance because they're large, they're permanently open. Uh, there's a unique um, intertidal salt marsh, uh, marsh rather, with Beds of that endangered sea grass. They're also critical socioeconomic nodes because they serve as a, as a source of food for both bait and for subsistence fishermen. The, the bay, as you well know, contains two sets of islands St. Croix and the Bird Island groups, which are internationally important bird areas. They are home to um, uh, a highly endangered endemic seabirds such as the African penguin, the Cape Gannet is also a nursery ground around those um, islands for the great white sharks. The islands are already part of the Greater Adder Marine Protected Area, which was declared recently in 2019. It is the only place in the world to see the big seven, if you include dolphin um, and sharks, to the big five. The world famous sardine run, the largest my on the planet in terms of biomass also passes through Algoa Bay feeding a whole host of apex predators and then Algoa Bay currently hosts the largest pods of the bottlenose dolphin in the world um, so put those two elements together with heritage you know we have cultural heritage we we have critical um the San heritage, particularly um, fish fish traps uh, along a coastline, and these are some of the um, the best examples of intact fish traps um, that you can find uh, uh, um, around our our coastal area and then in addition to uh, to that there 's obviously um, multiple shoal riddons that are found in the Alexandra Coastal Dune field. You know, those fish traps is the earliest form of fishing by humans.
0: If I read correctly, you're making both an ecological argument as well as one in possibly in favor of tourism.
1: Exactly. So, you know, World Heritage sites have their own form of tourism. There are tourists that literally travel from World Heritage Site to World Heritage Site because they know that these are places where you are going to find areas of natural and cultural splendor, and areas that uh, that are of global importance. Um, You know, we uh, in the Eastern Cape, we don't have a World Heritage Site as a standalone. Yes, we're part of the Cape Floral Region Protected Areas World Heritage site, which includes part of the Bavianskloof Mega Reserve, which the Wilderness Foundation were heavily involved in helping to proclaim. But we don't have our own standalone World Heritage site. This would be the first one, and I think highly, highly um, appropriate that we, at this time of our uh, human history, at this time of this confluence of global environmental issues that we look at a heritage site which includes coastal and parts of at elephant park and of course as you say is a socio-economic opportunity in terms of the tourism opportunities which are which are immense that it would open up.
0: Have you submitted an application in this regard so far and if so how long would it take for an application like that to work its way through the system?
1: Right, well, that's a good question. Uh, as I said earlier, the um, Alexandra Dunefields fields uh, are already listed as a tentative site. We now would like to amend that application to include um, the Algoa Bay and other heritage um, elements, cultural her- her- heritage elements. We would like it to be what's called a mixed-use uh, world Heritage Site. Um, those are very rare. There are very few of those in the world. Uh, normally, they they are of pure natural or pure cultural heritage. This would be this would be both. And um, it'll probably take about two and a half to three years to work through, through through the system. But these are sites, Darren, that um, are of national importance. And then if they are approved by a country, and they are, are um, moved forward to UNESCO to evaluate, become globally important. And so it is quite a onerous process, and it does require buy-in at each step along the way. And for right now, we need that buy-in from the people of um, Nelson Mandela Bay and particularly our local government to support that application so we can begin to, uh, with all the interest groups, form the necessary structures. Um, We have at our disposal um, incredible knowledge with um, various departments in Nelson Mandela Bay University that can add to the the file that we would need to produce. Um, And so I'm not too worried about the technical expertise. We can certainly bring that in. Um, as Nelson Mandela Bay, um, but what we need is to support, is to get support and to then begin to lobby this so that national uh, will um, up the listing on the tentative list and this then becomes an important application that the government as a whole puts forward to, to UNESCO.
0: And how would the average man and lady in the street show their support for an initiative like this?
1: Well, if I just see the, um, uh, and I know you've been reporting on it, if I just see the outcry to the potential seismic activity along our coastline, clearly we as residents of the bay hold great value to our coastal heritage. Uh, World heritage sites help to protect that heritage in perpetuity. Um, and there's 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 no better way to show your commitment by getting areas protected in the long term. Um, so I think by just speaking to their councillors, by by uh, by encouraging local leaders to look at this opportunity, particularly coming out of COVID, Darren, as you said earlier, this is an opportunity to hub a form of eco and nature-based tourism. I think you've reported on this before. One of the challenges with Nelson Mandela Bay is tourists come into the bay and they don't stay here. They they usually use this in a transient way. They arrive at the airport, grab their hired car, and then go out to one of our um, private game reserves. A World Heritage Site could begin to change that particularly right in our bay where they spend an extra day or two in northern Mandela Bay exploring this magnificent global heritage. That's where we need to get to. And that's why I say it really could be a boom for local economic activity and for tourism.
0: Andrew, if I could, in closing, just get a personal opinion from you as CEO of the Wilderness Foundation Africa, and also, in your personal opinion, your thoughts on the proposed seismic activity by Shell and various others off not just the Wild Coast, but I am told in the future off Algoa Bay Coast as well.
1: Well, I understand where it comes from, that these applications were uh, in play from 2013 to 2014. Um, However, the timing of this is really appalling. I mean. Uh, two weeks after COP26, where we have made global commitments and will now each year report on those global c- commitments to move uh, to a um, ultimately to a balanced energy system and then to um, looking at not being dependent on fossil fuels. Literally two weeks after we've made those commitments, um, we are talking about the greatest exploration of oil and gas in the history of our country. I mean, it just doesn't add up. Um, so so we we can't be talking out of both sides. We have to, as a nation, stand up to our global commitments. If we are really committed to global warming and climate change and to be part of the solution, we have to find sustainable solutions um, cartridges, particularly when it comes to our energy consumption, um, renewables and the like, that is not reliant on extractive industries. So that process of reversal needs to begin um, and not the opposite, which is why I think people are so alarmed. For weeks, we were inundated with media and press about what was happening globally to our environment and the real danger to humanity with um, with global warming, and then literally then get hit by by this news. So so yes, I I I, I do think it is a wake up call, and I do think that we need to make sure that at the very least every part of sustainable development, in terms of um, of our environmental legislation, which is some of the best in the world, is properly. Um, adhere to and implemented. And if it is, I think that that some of these seismic sites, if not most of them, will no longer be be practical to be used because of the long-term environmental damage they will do.
0: That's the voice of Dr. Andrew Muir. He's the CEO of the Wilderness Foundation Africa and also immediate past president of Nelson Mandela Bay Business Chamber. Thank you very much for your thoughts, Andrew. Have a good day.
1: Yes, thank you. All the best.
0: Each one of us has a story to tell and a story to share. A story that deserves to be heard. A story that inspires, motivates, and gives people a reason to keep going. A story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team. A story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us story about our heritage and that which brings us together it is these stories that connect us the herald whatever you live for we live to tell that story for you
1: that was that weekend feeling with Darren Mann